Hello, my name's Nigel Williams, and on the 4th of April 1983, I was right here on County Sound, talking into a microphone, just as I am now, really. And I can actually say I can play it for you now, so welcome. Today, we're marking 25 years of Surrey and North East Hampshire's very first local County radio Sound, station. County Sound. County Sound. County Sound Radio. County Peter and Christina Gunner of Aldershot have been listening to County Sound since 1983. For them, it's a part of everyday life. I'm a builder. I've got the, the luxury, really, of being able to have a radio on all the time. I'm out in the open on the building sites, etc. So I can, I've got that luxury that I can have my music, not anything that's piped to me. But it's, it's the music they play. It's very pleasing. In fact, there was one time when my mum phoned up. See, being local radio, you can talk to them, and she actually gave a dig up to Pete on the radio to get a curtain rail put up in her bedroom because she'd been waiting for so long. That was quite funny when she did that, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did it work? Yes. <laughs> the embarrassment was terrific, so I went round and did it for her. In this hour, we'll hear stories from people who have helped to raise County Sound over its first 25 years, and we'll aim to discover why so many of us are so fond of the radio station. Not just a place on the dial, but a place in our hearts. Here's Roberta Symes. She was working on plans for the radio station before it even had a name. I first got involved in 1981 and they were called Guildford and Counties Broadcasting at that time and they got the punchy name of County Sound in the course of 1981-82. The first managing director of County Sound was David Lucas. He was charged with getting the station on the air and rounding up people like me. The stars, of course, were the presenters. And we were so fortunate in being able to build a magnificent team of people who we felt we felt it was important that they would sound as though they were talking with rather than talking to the audience. Simon Cummings notably built an enormous reputation and a vast audience in our area with his very relaxed and intimate approach. Paul Owens and Mark Walker, who'd started in our accounts department, was actually far better on the air than he ever was as an accounts clerk. Nigel, Nigel Williams, and Nigel started with us and... Well, I, th- I think he's pretty legendary in the southeast of England for his uh, achievements in broadcasting. So we really had a, a, a great team. Behind the scenes, there was a lot to do. Richard Lawley was County Sound's first chief engineer. I, I actually joined the project fairly late in the day and quite a lot was already set down by people who, to an extent, didn't quite know what the station was all about. Um, the, the construction of the studios in Guildford was second to none. I mean, it was, it was as good as any commercial station I'd ever seen. Um, and that was a real thrill to get involved in that. Uh, we had to then turn what we were being given into what would deliver programming required. So that was a bit of a challenge. I can recall that it was difficult to get everything done on time, but we did get it done on time. And I'm sure that was only as a result of everyone working exceptionally long hours, but we achieved it. We went on air on the due date with a fantastic launch. 
Good morning. This is Frank Muir, live. Or as live as ever, ever likely to be at this time of the morning. And I'm here really just to say four words. Welcome to County Sound. There. Not a wildly exciting announcement, and why should it be? To many of you, I'm just another voice on the air, and this is just another radio station. But on this side of the microphone, it's quite an occasion. Oh, yes. Those four words, welcome to County Sound, mean that after some 20 years of hopeful planning, after building our own radio station from scratch here in Guildford, at last, we're on the air. We made it! And you now have your own independent local radio station. So welcome to your station, County Sound. The station that you can tell off in person, or more likely, I hope, praise. Our studios are on top of the Friary in Guildford. They look a bit like a greenhouse, but perhaps this, this will mean that the tender shoot, which we are at the moment, will ripen and flourish more quickly. And we're aiming to be representative of the whole area we cover and of you, the people in it. And here's our very first record. It, it seemed appropriate to us to ask you to choose this. So we held a ballot, counted the votes, and up came the Carpenters. Europe's most modern radio station, County Sound, is just over two hours old. The station will serve Surrey and North East Hampshire with broadcasts from a brand new studio complex on top of the Friary Centre in Guildford. The station is the 39th in the expanding independent radio network and will be broadcasting seven days a week. I personally, me, Cliff, would like to say thanks to all of you for listening to County Sound. We are certain that if you present the best of radio, you're going to get support from your advertisers. And if you can combine both, give them the best radio and good advertising, then we'll get the income the station needs. And without income, we can't perform. We can't give the audience what they want. Yes, we've got a children's programme every Saturday morning called Elephants in Pyjamas. It's largely your jokes. Do you have any good jokes? Uh, not really. You probably wouldn't laugh at it. Try us. No, I can't. I'm going to be joined by astrologer Russell Grant. Thank you, Sarah, and a pleasure to be here on your very first day. Your sort of your birthday, isn't it? It is our birthday. Yes. Very much our birthday, so I'm going to have to ask you, what does the future hold for us as the stars portend? The first and foremost thing is lots of, uh, there's a, a triple um, placing in Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is a great communicator. And yes, we've just begun. The moon, which is in Capricorn, another marvellously prosperous placing eventually. in Woking last Thursday in the shopping precinct and I lost the mouse. It's not easy to lose a seven-foot mouse but I lost the mouse and I walked up to a guy who was walking down the shopping mile and I said excuse me have you seen a seven-foot mouse and he said was it wearing headphones 
much. If you've written in, then I think you're quite going to enjoy the programme. We've got music from Duran Duran, Fra, Joan Armour Trading, Peter Tosh, uh, Rose Tattoo, and lots of others as well. And yes, we've just begun. You're listening to County Sound serving Surrey and North East Hampshire on 203 metres medium wave and 96.6 VHF in stereo. Good night. In those days, there would be one radio station that would be way out in front of all the other radio stations. Generally, that would be Radio 1. In Guildford, the number one radio station was Radio 2, as I recall, and that was followed very closely by Radio 4. And so we had to start thinking about how we were going to win listeners from a number of radio stations because it was clear that if we won listeners away simply from Radio 2 or simply from Radio 1, we wouldn't become what we aspired to be, which was the market-leading radio service. And really, the wonderful jingle package that was created by Les Reed, who was one of our directors, managed to say it all because it reflected this um, aspiration to become the number one radio station for each of our listeners by coming up with the line, County Sound, the one and only one for you. County Sound, the one and only one for I wasn't uh, appointed on the, onto the board to write the jingles. I think they just wanted my musical experience. But it seemed uh, the next step that somebody should say, uh, Les, why don't you write the county sound theme and jingles? So, naturally, I agreed. Les Reed's theme uh, is just one of the endearing parts of County Sound, and even people who don't really understand that that's what it was would remember the theme, the way it was applied. You, you can, you know, still sing it now. I mean, anyone in Surrey and North East Hampshire who was, any, you know, was a county listener would, would remember that theme. I got home one, one night, and it just came. Um, it came immediately, and uh, I, I started off with... Um, just a theme which went something like this something like that and uh, it was natural then that we went here comes the morning it's a brand new day so I finished the tune and uh, went over to see Guy Fletcher and Guy said, you need something very strong, Les, and you need an ident for the station. And he came up with that, the one and only one for you, and it, it sort of then amplified the whole station. In fact, we kept the theme all the way through. There are, I don't know, three, four, maybe five, six different iterations of the theme. We are your music, and your news each day. I introduced uh, American-produced uh, jingles, uh, but... We continued using the Les Reed theme and we built the new jingle package uh, on that theme. We spent a whole day just putting the jingles down. In fact, we spent many days, but on the way home in the plane, Mike was very, very ill. And I, will, I was worried, uh, just from Manchester to London, that he wasn't going to make it. it. He looked terrible. And we got off the, the plane and he said, it's all your fault, Les Reed. I said, what have I done to you? He said, 
I've had to change your music and it's worried me so much. And that was the problem. It made him absolutely physically ill. And um, I said, Mike, forget it. It doesn't matter. I love other artists doing it. I always have. I mean, quite honestly, uh, I like to think that I can sing it better than most. You know what I mean? <laughs> that sounds a terrible thing. But I, I guess because you wrote it, you have, you know, the definitive version, you think, in your own mind. So it goes... Here comes the morning It's a brand new day Fill it with sunshine The county sound way Open up your heart And you will let a little sunshine through With county sound The one and only one for you We'll always be here Each and every day Wherever you're going We're going your way something new on County Sound the one and only one for you and you and you and you County Sound the one and only one for you This is Nigel Williams back on County Sound after 23 years meeting some of the people who've made this station the place it is Okay, what's seven foot tall and eats cheese? My name is Barry Cogger. I have been the events and promotions manager, um, house manager, looking after the structure of the building. And um, my most famous role was as Brewster Mouse. I suppose I think of this huge great mouse, Brewster, and this ridiculous story that uh, was written about him. Brewster started off as a mouse in the friary, which was now the shopping centre, but was an old brewery where the monks used to do the brewing. He then became the mascot of the radio station when the radio station was built on the site of the old friary. Every weekend, the mouse was out. We went stock car racing over at the old Speedworth Stadium, uh, raising money for help the children. And again, I used to uh, drive a car dressed as Bruce the Mouse, which was no mean feat, as you had a, a little triangle the size of a Derry Lee triangle to look through um, to see out of the vehicle. One of the presenters who actually worked, I think, for a London radio station later on was dressed as the mouse. And some particularly obnoxious, snotty kid was tugging at this sort of seven-foot mouse. And this guy was very, very hot because it was an exceedingly sort of wearing day. And he just turned around and said, bugger off, you little sod. And <laughs> there was and a sort of loud scrooge from the parents. So there were things like that that we did, I mean, probably deeply inappropriate, but it was really good fun. Roberta Symes and Barry Cogger. County Sound's original Guildford Studios were on top of the Friary Centre, where LaserQuest is today. We took former presenters Bob Kingsley and Mark Walker and former managing director Mike Powell back to the Friary to rediscover the station's very first home. Right, 
this is this is going to be very strange. Uh, but anyway, here we go. So this is wow. This is so peculiar coming here after. Well, it's getting on for must be 20 years since I was last here, I think. It all looks smaller. Is that what happens when you get older, when you go back to where you used to live? Oh, Everything so. looks tiny, doesn't it? When I was 19, I thought this was the biggest thing in the world, and now it's <laughs> tiny. Amazing. I just remember sitting in here, and you get dragged in by the newsroom. Could you just read this voice alive? And you'd have Sarah Lucas peering at you through there. <laughs> Paul Woodley sitting here, gorping at you, and then you'd have to try and not make a mistake. I remember that uh, here in the news booth, the problem was that we had this kind of switcher unit, because the engineers who built it decided that news people couldn't operate equipment, so they had like a single button. The problem was uh, uh, that when you hit the button, everyone else could hear you hit the button as well. Uh, so, you know, on air, you hear this click, and uh, then, then the news. <laughs> you said it was Europe's most modern radio station when you conned us into working here in oh! 1983. <laughs> well, literally, that was true. <laughs> it was the newest. I remember trying to, uh, driving in on the morning of that dreadful uh, storm, uh, the really bad one that took all the trees down, mm. uh, yeah, and yeah, driving in right. from Woking to get in to do the breakfast show. And uh, uh, I think Malcolm uh, Deacon managed to get us on the air, and so um, was just kind of playing a few records and saying, if anybody knows where Bob is, um, <laughs> could you please get him in here as soon as possible? And... Uh, my wife Val and I were actually on the way, but of course we we couldn't use our usual route to get in because all the trees were down, and we were desperately trying to find a way around the trees. Oh, it was terrible. I remember ringing in from a phone box. Well, that's right. In those days, we didn't have mobile radio yet, did we? No, didn't have cell phones. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. I'm standing in the phone box, talking to Malcolm on the phone, as I say, you know, well, we're, I'll be there in about ten, fifteen minutes. Just keep things going. Keep things going. And as I'm standing in the box, it's rocking from side to side <laughs> because the wind was so strong. Where we're standing now, I think, Bob, was the, uh, the Link Line office, which was fronted by Liz Wickham, the sort of focal point for the community, which is probably why we were so successful all the way, all the way back then, because we just, the, the radio station did actually care about what the yeah. people listening were actually into. Very much. I think the aim of the service was to give what was basically a commercial radio station a social conscience um, and a way of interacting with... The audience on that kind of level so it was basically an, an advice and referral service which took place in confidence behind the scenes so we would talk to them if we couldn't solve their problem we would put them on to you know one parent families gingerbread um, family planning um, organizations anything like that or consumer organizations and i think it did create an affection for us within the community the County Sound area, there are children in need of homes. This week's fostering week on County Sound, and we'd like you to meet some of those children looking for a foster family. Yeah, that was a lovely challenge, actually. Um, fostering and adoption had always been pretty much a closed shop. You would never see an advertisement for a child because it was considered rather crude. But the, the laws changed, I can't tell you which year, but when we were there, and we decided on a a campaign to encourage fostering and adoption and we came up with a very simple idea which was to interview children who were looking for a family and then round it off with well what's your favorite music at the moment and we won um, a Sony award for one particular story a little boy who was just completely adorable he had bottle bottom glasses my name's Robert and I'm 10 and I like cars and he 
was quite pedantic about why he wanted a mum and a dad. He was fed up with moving around from children's home to children's home. I like to be in the family home because I like... I don't like moving around. I like to settle down. He wanted permanence, he wanted a mum and a dad. And when I asked him what his favourite record was, he said... I like Paul Young. By the look in your eye, I can tell you're going to cry. Is it over me? If it is, save your tears. For I'm not worth it, you see. For I'm the type of boy who is always on the road. Wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. And the mixture of his voice and that great song, and the words of that great song, but there wasn't a dry eye in the house, it was perfect. Romance, did you break it by chance over me? It's so I'd like for you to know that I'm not worth it, you see. For I'm the type of boy who is always. Sound Radio with Nigel Williams. And we're meeting a slightly batty car dealer in a moment. That's next, after the break. It's more than a local service, more than a cheap affair. At work, at play, on holiday, all the valley can take you there. For over 50 years, Cubitton West have been selling quality homes throughout Surrey, Sussex and Hampshire. And now, for the first time, we can broadcast our thanks to all our customers, past and present. Yes, Grays put the Ford in Guildford with the fabulous range of Fords now on this one. The new Vale Furnishers. Don't forget, the new Vale Furnishers opens 9am this Saturday on Wharf Road in Ashvale. Get to grips with microcomputers. Come to the Angel Hotel in Guildford this Saturday and let Datalect of Woking and Croydon demonstrate how a microcomputer can help you. Yes, microcomputers. They'll never catch on. Just some of the local businesses who were able to advertise on local radio for the first time in 1983. For local business, County Sound meant a new way of talking to customers. Talking. And it didn't take long before advertisers were exploring the creative power of radio. Oh, g'day. <laughs> there you are. Come and have a look at this strange character I'm painting here. We didn't ever really advertise motorcars. We just advertised ourselves. Now, let's give him a... A big, round, jolly face and a really stupid expression. <laughs> oh, we did a series of really silly adverts based on Matman and, and Bobbin. Can you tell who it is yet? I have even been seen uh, with my knickers over the top of my, my trousers, which I, I dare not think about. I mean, it's just an awful thought. I'll give you another clue. Short, stumpy legs, and he's holding a set of car keys. We did literally make... Oh, 50 adverts a year for seven years. So that's a lot of advertisements. Haven't you worked out who it is? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. It's David Mattia. Strange-looking character. Somebody telephoned me 
from the radio station and quite simply said, are you interested in, in radio advertising? I knew nothing about it. And he said, I have got this, this terrific strap line that I want to use. There's nobody battier than David Mattier. Now, how he knew that I would be up for something as grossly awful as that, I simply don't know. What a drongo. <laughs> My kids, of course, hated it <laughs> because they got the mickey taking them out, of, out at school the whole time. We made a lot of advertisements with well-known people and it was always based around me being rather slightly full of myself and then being smacked down viciously by whoever was really well known. Uh, excuse me. Yes, mate. I've told you before, stop painting things on my showroom windows. What a weird pom. No sense of humour. Does David Mattier really have short, stumpy legs and no sense of humour? Come for a test drive in the new Renault 19 and find out. David Mattier on Ash Road and Aldershot. The business grew very rapidly over a... I suppose a five-year period, we went from selling something like 100 cars uh, a year to getting on for 2,000 cars a year, new and used. Had we not started doing advertising with County Sound, then I don't believe that we'd have grown like that at all. Still to come, how the eagle keeps an eye on its elder brother. Were it not supported by its larger FM partner, I think it may not even exist today. And who is the real Paul Owens? The one thing I remember about Paul was probably him saying, Ah, well, get me a coffee! It's our favourite county sound. But first, how to make history by making two radio stations from one. Until that time, we weren't permitted to have separate programming on FM and AM, and then the regulator decided that they were going to relax that rule, and, uh, you know, we were the first to go seven days a week. We committed really early to it. Am I right? Did we go from County Sound to the Premier the, FM? The Premier was that... FM, it was, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, we had Cliff Richard came in. breakfast show and we split at eight o'clock in the morning and I played um, a cliff song, I played Wired for Sound on the FM side and it was Ron Brown, wasn't it, on the AM yes. side yeah. uh, on his breakfast show and he played an old 60s uh, cliff song oh, uh, right. and that was the point where we kind of split the transmissions and uh, and of course, you know, away we went and that was another first for County Sound, wasn't it? That was, you know, I think the first station that actually... You know, completely split their their transmissions in that way. Okay, well, it's now historically 12 minutes to 8, and it gives me great pleasure, of course, to inaugurate this big split. And if you're listening on 96. FM, then you're about to continue enjoying the style of County Sound that you've always enjoyed, which is what I've enjoyed. That's where I listen to it. And that becomes known as County Sound Premier. Now, if you're listening on 1476 AM, then you're about to hear the sound of the UK's very first all-oldie station, County Sound Gold. This is Cliff Richard saying, let's split. Four, three, two, one. It's blast of time at the Tower of Power. We're going into orbit. 
Welcome to County Sound Gold. Congratulations and celebrations when I tell everyone that you're in love with me. I'm Nigel Williams, and in this hour we're discovering how over 25 years, County Sound Radio has become the station we love today. Now, with the real Paul Owens, please stand up. Hello, it's Paul Owens here with good company from the Woking Centre Halls in Woking. 14 and three quarter minutes uh, before 12 o'clock. Uh... County Sound, it's Tuesday's good company for a Tuesday. It's a marvellous song plummeting up the charts. Now 27 minutes to 10. I'll be having a fabulous Friday so far today. Don't forget the mystery voice, round one. The under fives, the under three foot highs with me, Paul Owens. <laughs> There's only one place for under three foot highs. County Sound, Premier Radio. Well, it was a feature that I used to do. I suppose it was a bit like uh, Junior Choice that used to be on on, on the BBC. Uh, But we used to get two, three, four, five cards for every day asking for particular songs. I was surprised. I'd be playing Nelly the Elephant, Postman Pat, and I used to enjoy that. So it was the under three foot highs, and we used to do that every day. We did the midday market. And I used to say, no pets or clothes, not on this show. I used to go and do a programme from Woking, Woking Centre Halls. And we would broadcast the programme live in the centre halls. There was nobody there. But people, after a while, did know we were there. And they would come along and just say, good morning. And, and I'd be on the air saying... Blah, 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 blah. And they'd come and say hello, and you'd be live on the air. Hello, it's Paul Owens here with good company from the Woking Centre Halls in Woking. I always believe that was part of Paul's wicked sense of humour, that he said the in Woking the second time because he was just having a laugh and he was seeing if you'd noticed that. But we all used to stand by the big speaker in the newsroom, and when he said it for the second time, we'd all chime in and go, in Woking. He also went on to claim that it was chilly in the suburbs. He did that on his first programme. He also did it on every single subsequent programme when the weather was the slightest bit chilly. And chilly in the suburbs lives in my memory as a Paul Owenism. David Lucas and Howard Hughes there, with Paul Owens as himself. Programmes from a religious perspective have always been part of County Sound since the start. Today, that continues in the morning Pause for Thought and Focus on Faith with Rob Mansell. On Focus on Faith, we feature real people going through real-life situations, be they good or bad, uh, and we have a way of inviting the listeners into these conversations and they can maybe identify with what's going on. And it's just a way that uh, we, being on air, can perhaps offer a helping hand and give them some encouragement. Uh, Anne Heiner is one of our current presenters and uh, Anne has been through uh, a number of difficulties in her life in recent years. 
Yes, uh, it has been quite difficult. Uh, my son died. He was 17. He died of a congenital heart uh, problem. But I'm hugely grateful to the, the radio family that we are, that um, you've lived with me with it. And I've been able to share it on the radio too. And I think, I believe that you know, God's used that to help other people. Mm-hmm. By the start of the 90s, the one and only one had become three. Three stations under the county sound umbrella. Premier Radio, First Gold Radio and Delta Radio for Hazelmere, a service which was an instant hit and still broadcast today. But this growing, successful radio group in a highly prosperous area was vulnerable. Business is business and money talks even more than DJs. County, the original county, had a lot of small shareholders who invested small amounts of money and, uh, you know, there was a very good return for them. And so began a period known affectionately to County Sound staff as the war. When you have that amount of heritage in a name, you really have got to be fairly stupid to screw it up. The idea of someone in Guildford looking to, to Crawley is a bit weird. I did engage in what I can only describe as some positive sabotage. Everybody just running around going, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. Val Handley was running the Guildford Newsroom at the time. A week before I met Martin, we had been advised at the County Sound Radio Network that there was absolutely no possibility of any kind of takeover, merger, sale or whatever, and that if there was such a suggestion, the chairman would whip out his checkbook and we'd all be safe. And five days later, uh, we heard that we had indeed merged with uh, Radio Mercury and uh, Martin and I met for the first time. Yes, I remember we were told, yes, we'll be merging with them. <laughs> no, no problem there. Radio is a sort of industry where you get what could be good news, bad news, but you get people thrown together and they work it out, actually. And we didn't kill each other, did we? It felt a bit like a war, but it was actually OK. It was a, it was a, it was a friendly war. You're right. I mean, there were the war years and, and a lot of people did have to... Oh, awful, have to go. But, I mean, the, people did have to go. And that, that was the worst aspect of, of the war years, was, was actually seeing that number of people go. And they were good people. Having said that, we also got left with some good people. I mean, in, in production terms, people like Will Kinder, Will Jackson, people like that. I mean, actually, they, they, they saw the station through what could have been a terrible time. But actually, the, it, it, was a, it was a family atmosphere, really, wasn't it? Even though Val was doing her best to sabotage things. <laughs> As Martin worked out how the news side of things was going to work, what was apparent was you didn't need, you know, two lots of news and you didn't need two news and current affairs programmes. But uh, my team and I decided that uh, we wanted to make sure that we were very well represented in the West. And so every day we would compile an enormous amount of news. I mean, we really went like the clappers to get all this news. And then we'd send it all over to the East and we'd say, I'm sorry, it really has to run today. 
so that we could sort of dominate the, the news and current affairs program. So as I say, it was it was positive uh, sabotage in a way. And then we would sit at, at uh, six o'clock and listen with glee to hear all our stories from the West being played out. And uh, the aim was to, to get uh, more stories from the West in than more stories from the East. So it was, it was quite a good thing in a way. The first sign of this merger to listeners was a rejig of the services broadcast by the new company to both Surrey and North East Hampshire and the Crawley area. The FM channel became Radio Mercury and County Sound became a medium wave service, not from Guildford, but from Crawley. As Will Jackson remembers, that change was far from smooth. And on the County Sound radio network, I've just been told, no news at eight o'clock but a very special announcement, so stand by for that. Uh, we had, I believe it would have been John Amonia and Peter Perry over from Radio Mercury to launch the new station. There was a very long speech. It's Monday, May the 4th, 1992. Good morning. I'm John Amonier, Managing Director of the County Sound Radio it Network. pre-recorded with the managing director and so on. I think we might even have had the national anthem as well. And then silence. Our two FM services on 96.4 and 97.1 in Hazelmere take on a new identity and a new name, Radio Merck. On the Guildford transmitter, we had a little bit of the correct thing, then a bit of silence, then some of the Crawley output. From our headquarters here at Broadfield House in Crawley, will come two distinct radio stations. Then some, I think, probably of the Hazelmere output, then back to us. And both Radio Mercury and County Sound have an additional bonus for Surrey and Hampshire. And then off again. And you could see the colour draining from the director's faces. Steve sat in the chair at the mixer with his hands in the air going, I'm not touching anything, it's nothing to do with me. And everybody just running around going, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. So if the listeners weren't confused already about their brand new radio station, they certainly were by the end of this. Good company. Good company. While the jingles may have sung good company, this approach from the company running it all turned out to be less than good, and their reign over Surrey and North East Hampshire radio was short-lived. Within a year, listeners were deserting the station and the group dropped the county sound name altogether, leaving a service called Extra AM. Peter Gunner of Aldershot was one of those listeners left unimpressed. At one point, county sound went off the air and another radio station took over their slot. Um, I drifted. I used to listen to parts of it, but I drifted. I went away. And Mike Powell, who'd now left the company, recognised it to be radio suicide. When you have that amount of heritage in a name, you really have got to be fairly stupid to screw it up. You don't spend a fortune building up a brand, getting fantastic loyalty, and then throwing that out. And I think the fact that they did lose the licence to our new consortium, uh, kind of, you know, that was really the verdict on how they did. Indeed, the figures went down, and we weren't surprised the figures went down. And they, and they sort of crept back up again. But while a lot of people didn't like what was happening to our station, because that's, that's the way people are, and quite rightly so, that's the, that's the nature of radio. People are messing with our station. It doesn't come from here anymore. It's not the same as it used to be. Different people are on. Actually, I think on air, they, they still made very good listening, those stations, very good. So I think the listeners were well served, actually.
But while the county sound name was silenced, its spirit wasn't. And already, something was stirring. The licence was coming up for renewal here, and really, you know, we put a fantastic local team together. I mean, really, it was uh, the cream of Surrey and North East Hampshire. <laughs> There were a lot of people up against us and I'll never forget the day of the decision uh, when the radio authority uh, was due to phone and they hadn't phoned sort of for most of the day and I thought well that's because they're telling the winning bidder and then they're going and you know telling all the losers that they've not made it. So eventually when the call came the guy from the radio authority his first words to me were Mike I'm sorry and then paused and I thought Oh my God, you know, after all that work, you know, we haven't done it. And uh, after this long pause where he'd said, Mike, I'm sorry, he then said, you didn't do enough research. And of course, that's when the penny started to drop that, you know, he was taking the mickey. There have been some great days in my life, you know, my marriage, the birth of my children. But, you know, this was kind of like another birth, you know. It was bizarre. It was probably, you know, one of the most amazing moments of my life. That winning bid promised County Sound back on Medium Wave and a new station, 96.4 The Eagle on FM. But Peter Gordon remembers a last-minute panic. It was 4th of January 96, uh, launched The Eagle, 7.45, looked at the clock, suddenly realised I hadn't got my first song there. <clears throat> so I um, cried out of the door, well, cried is a little bit overdramatic, shouted out of the door, sorry, anyone got an idea of what we're going to have as the first song? Of course, they were all completely all smashed on champers by that point. I was the only sober one in the building. Uh, the reply came back, uh, Billy Joel, Uptown Girl. Peter Gordon, the Eagle. 14 minutes to eight. Hey, I've landed. And there's no other story behind it <laughs> apart from a desperate shout from somewhere in the office. Meanwhile, County Sound itself gained renewed momentum. We started off with Roger Day um, on County Sound on Breakfast, you know, and, and Roger, really, the whole point about Roger, and of course with all his, his radio history, took it down that sort of road. It had a bit of history to it. It was that sort of feel about County. It was going to have more speech on it than Eagle. It was going to have more sport on it than Eagle. Um, and, and just play to that slightly older audience. Uh, and that was, how, that was how County pretty much started off again in 96. And County Sound and Eagle Radio still work together today. Indeed, the chief executive of County Sound's parent company, William Rogers, says County is protected under the Eagle's wing. Were it not supported by its larger FM partner, I think it would have struggled to survive and in fact may not even exist today. So I think County Sound's existence is in part not only due to its heritage and the passion that the people who not only um, get paid to, to run County Sound but also who voluntarily assist in keeping the radio station going, uh, but also the fact that it works very closely with the Eagle and out of the same building with some of the same management. And I think if that didn't happen, uh, you'd have a very, very big struggle to justify keeping it going. A lot has changed behind the scenes in 25 years. Here's Bob Kingsley and Dave Johns comparing their mornings. I used to get up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. My, my breakfast show started at 5, so I used to try and get into the building for about 4am 
and then spend an hour pulling records from the library. It used to be, you know, sort of picking out vinyl records to, to put them all in the right order and so on, get the, get the, the farming news, uh, check with the, the early morning uh, road travel news, all that kind of stuff. You know, you had to do that all yourself. Certainly don't get up as early as Bob used to. I'm um, on air from seven, so I'm usually in the office by six preparing. But of course, the like music a half day really, it is a half day yeah. really. I do finish at midday though. Oh, I do go on till midday, which is a bit different. But of course, all our music is now on computer and it's all scheduled the day before, so I don't have to go and physically pull out CDs or records or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's it's all there on the computer. Yeah, yeah. After my show, I used to spend about four hours picking the music for the next day's show until the computerised uh, playlists came in. And I was thinking, oh, God, this is, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. You're taking all my choice away. What a terrible thing. But, of course, it, once we started using it and I realised I could save at least four or five hours a day, I thought, oh, yeah, this is great. I love this. Because it's not only just getting the records out, it's putting them back in the right yeah. place because the next time you come, they're going to be in the wrong place if you're not careful. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. Time-consuming. However many people have passed through County Sound's doors over the years, there's one we'll never forget. Simon Cummings was an ambitious and talented presenter and a member of the original lineup. But after a long illness, Simon sadly died in 1996. So let's hear from some of Simon's former colleagues and from his parents about this remarkable man. His mother, Diana, says Simon was born to broadcast. Well, as a child, he was always talking. I mean, very much like me, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I could never, ever finish a sentence. He always had to have the last word. He was talk, talk, talk. He'd walk around the house after me, talking all the time. And it just seemed a very natural thing for him to go into it. But it was all a total coincidence when it came to it. He wasn't scheduled to be on the air. He, there was somebody else that was meant to be doing the show that Simon eventually did. And I wasn't very pleased with the person that was scheduled. And I spoke to the management, I spoke to David Lucas and to Michael Barclay, and I said, I don't think this is the right person. And we put Simon on the air. Between three and five every weekday on County Sound, you'll get a chance to hear some of your favorite music, both old and new, to find out more about what's going on in the area, to keep up with all the local and national news, and maybe even to take part in a phone-in competition called Simon Says. That's all on Spring Afternoon with me, Simon Cummings, on County Sound. I can see him now coming into the radio station on his crutches, sort of swinging his legs because they were quite badly damaged by the time he came to work for us. He had arthritic damage due to the haemophilia he had. Um, but a, a man who was, was genuinely happy, genuinely very good at his job and dedicated to it, and, and relentless. He very, very, very rarely missed a broadcast, I can't. I don't think he ever uh, did. Even when, as I said, he was in hospital for three weeks at Trelaws, uh, having traction on his legs, uh, and far, far from saying, oh, no, I can't broadcast for three weeks, he said, I'm sure we can do it from here. And he did his, every day he did his broadcast from the Trelaws Hospital and interviewed some quite amazing people. Justin Haywood, Just, of course. Justin, Justin Haywood turned up at the hospital and the nurses were falling over themselves. saying, <laughs> <coughs> surely, is that Justin Haywood coming in? Yes. He was coming up to see Simon. Simon was supreme professional. I mean, put a microphone in front of Simon and you got sense. Almost, no matter what environment he was in, you always got sense. Uh, Simon was fantastic at painting, painting pictures like that. Um, we gave him a microphone and a pair of headphones and what came out of the headphones is what he needed to hear. 
basically the rest of the programme and the operator in the studio telling him, queuing him up, telling him what was going to happen next. And really good communication between him and the operator. It just made it work smoothly. I was the programme assistant at County Sound Radio and um, one time I'm talking to Simon down the line and I'm aware that suddenly Simon's just sort of drifted off somewhere and he'd fallen asleep. He just nodded off because of the drugs that he was on. During his own show. During his own show. He just nodded off briefly. So I'd buzz down the line again. Oi, are you there? Um, and then suddenly he would sort of wake up again. Oh, hello. The County Sound documentary. Simon Cummings looks at the problems of coping with haemophilia. Most people only have a vague idea of what haemophilia really is, and it's not helped by the fact that there are other similar conditions. Professor Ingram is the former director... That's Simon presenting a documentary about the condition he had. Michael Bartlett produced the programme. He actually had the condition of haemophilia itself, um, and therefore when he was conducting the interviews, he wasn't doing it as so many of us do, with a bit of boned-up information and hoping to God the person that you're talking to actually comes out with more detail than you know yourself. Simon actually did know about it. He knew about the treatment, he knew about the problems, uh, and he knew about the reality of living with this condition. In those days, he was very, very anxious to promote the problems of haemophilia and, and how it is such a, an, an, a very, very unpleasant disease because it is so painful. The blood pours into a joint and then sits there until it disperses. Because people think of the problem as being bleeding. Cuts. But it's Yes, cuts. But it's the internal bleeding that was the problem, intensely painful. I mean, his arms and legs would swell out like this. Absolutely horrendous. It, 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 but he was never able not to do his job. And he, in the later time, he had a, a big, um, what we call a tumpty, um, a large cushion underneath the desk where he put his legs out flat so that he could still sit at the console and, and use, move the controls. Simon Cummings. A couple of dedications quickly I must do here. Hi to Elizabeth, I think it's Legeev from the paddock in Godalming from Chrissy and Mark Ellaby from Karen Thrumble who said, even though the photos were absolutely dreadful, you're my perfect picture of a man. Oh. Right, let's go back. 1980, the hit sandwich. This was a local band, The Vapors. He would read out part of a song and people had to identify it. And he read out... It's a year ago since I broke my nose. And I thought, what? <laughs> and I thought, this is the police. This is, it should have been, it's a year ago since I wrote my note. And he'd said, since I broke my nose. So I rang him on the direct line. I said, what on earth are you talking about? It's, it's the note, it's the note that's been left in the bottle, message in a bottle. He said, oh, I always thought it was <laughs> since I broke my nose. I never did understand it, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think the positive side of his identity was his identity as a radio DJ. So he had plenty of negative stuff to deal with, but this was the positive stuff. and he, So he hung on to that positive stuff. And uh, he was quite right to do that, so that his, his own concept of self remained a positive, productive person, not a victim. And I have to just say that when I went to his funeral, it's the most amazing funeral I've ever been to. It was packed, absolutely packed, with people who had immense respect for him. He loved, I mean, he loved interviews. He loved talking to the celebrities. Um, there was one, one day he found out that Paul Young's brother was downstairs 
So he went downstairs, spoke to Paul Young's brother and said, could you get Paul Young to come in for an interview, please? So it was that kind of... He would chase anybody to get them in. And he did. We did very well with Simon. He was, it was great. Just miss him to bits. Paul Owens remembering the late Simon Cummings. And Simon's memory lives on in the Simon Cummings multi-sensory suite for children, which is run by the Guildford-based charity Disability Challengers. County Sound Radio. In recent years, County Sound has moved to a clearer medium wave frequency, committed to the latest digital studio technology, and only last week announced plans to launch on digital radio. William Rogers says the station continues to provide a valued local service. I think it's one of those stations which provides a greater opportunity to look at things in more depth. I mean, particularly in terms of of the news. I mean, the news team that provides the news service for both uh, 96.4 The Eagle and uh, County Sound provide a huge amount of uh, much more detailed news and coverage than would otherwise be the case on a traditional FM station, for example. And so I think the attraction from the journalist's point of view um, and also the presenter's point of view is they can actually look at things in a little bit more depth. And although clearly music policy is important, I think there's a greater opportunity to test out programming, do very specific targeted programmes that engage the audience a little bit more. And although that's a smaller audience... Uh, the fact that it's um, fairly solid uh, would uh, give clear evidence that the programmes that are produced are, are quite popular. And Peter Gunner is still tuned in. Yes, yes. It had been, it had been geared to the local area and they do a fantastic job right across the board from, from, from start of the day to the finish of the day, when you wake up and when you go to bed. One of the things that you know we've been really proud about is, is keeping the, the name County Sound going. And whilst I'm not saying that it was ever going to dominate the airwaves in this area, uh, just on medium wave again, uh, I think it's ready for this, this new future that we've got and the hopeful digital future that we've got. And I think it's as relevant today as it's always been. I think it had a good spirit about it when it started and it had a lot of local support. So it's not really surprising that it stayed on air. And also I think Guildford's somewhere that if it likes something, it adopts it and it becomes like the clock in the centre of the high street. It becomes part of the architecture, even if kind of arctics drive underneath it. It still sort of manages to, to hold its ground, and I think County Sound's a bit like that. It's become part of the tradition of the area. It's always been, and hopefully always will be, what I would really call a community local radio station, uh, albeit that it's part of a commercial enterprise. It, its focus has always been on the community and drawing people into the community through the medium of local radio. And that is what I said when I went to the very first public meeting of what was to become County Sound back in 1983, and it's still true today. Always be here each and every day. I'm Nigel Williams, and We'll Always Be Here was produced by Stephen Martin and Rob Wallace for the 25th anniversary of County Sound Radio. Come with us and ride the airwaves, discover something new on County Sound, the one.